Welcome to the Continental. We hope you enjoy your stay. Welcome to the Continental Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Mack, and today we have an exciting uh, discussion with a very close and personal friend of ours. Uh, He's more than just a friend, actually. He's family, and what's more important, he's a basketball junkie himself. We have Rod. Everybody, let's welcome Rod. Welcome, Rod. Welcome, Rod. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great to have you. Uh, we, uh, I, thanks for joining uh, so late. Uh, you know, I know it's, uh, we're just a day before the NBA restart playoffs are about to happen. And mm-hmm. silly me, I, it's not that I completely forgot. You just go plow through those eight, seed, uh, the eight seeding games for all the teams every single day. There's a game going, multiple games oh, yeah. going on every day. And then you had the awesome play-in game uh, yesterday between the Blazers and the Grizzlies. Then... There's no waiting period. There's no four days. It's the playoffs are here. The whole new game is here. And you're like, oh, my gosh. What are the series? What's going on? It's here already. Let's go. I had to look some of them up myself. Yeah, it's – well, some of them, like, well, the the Blazers and the Lakers didn't settle until just – yesterday of course right so yeah. there are there was a lot of jockeying between seeds and what's going on but um you know most of the seeding matchups were set uh, uh, earlier last week but then again it's also just been a week usually you know after the end of the season in a normal season you have about four to six days for everybody to settle in everybody to figure out what's going on what are the matchups what are the key players but this season it just well, I think we can all say it's an unprecedented, unprecedented season. And after more than 150 days, we are finally here at the 2019-2020 NBA playoffs. Let's go. So yeah. I know that we both might have some tiny biases to this conversation. And if the viewers and those listening take a look around or have a chance to look at the YouTube. Both of us might have a slight opinion about who might, who's going to come out and all this, but we're, we're going to keep it all neutral for now. This is the continental, you know, let's try to keep it even keel. But as my guest, please feel free to say to your heart's content, what you might feel. I will not judge because I might agree with you on more than you, uh, more than our viewers and our listeners might be considering. Either way, I think uh, we're going to have a lively discussion here. Uh, what we wanted to, uh, what we want to just figure out and talk about is how do we feel about this first round of playoffs and what's it going to look like. I don't don't worry about uh, you know what you think the series will be. Just talk about each matchup, and we're going to do a rapid reaction. There's eight series going on right now, and uh, we want to make sure we keep this uh, you know little podcast to within that hour time. You ready to go? Ready. I'm ready. Okay. All right. But first, let's let's remind our listeners and guests of the Continental. Uh, what are the eight matchups out of the East? We got a number one and number eight seed. It's the Bucks versus the Magic. The number two and the number seven seed, the Raptors versus the Nets. The number three and the number six seed, the Celtics versus the Sixers. The number four and the five seed, the Heat versus the Pacers. The number one out west, sorry. 
We have the number one and eight seed, the Lakers versus the newly minted eight seeded Blazers. The number two and the seven seed, the Clippers versus the Mavs. And the number three seed and the number five, uh, six, uh, sorry, the number three seed and the number six seed, the De uh, Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz. And the number four seed and the number five seed, it's the Houston Rockets versus the OKC Thunder. Being the guest of the Continental, I think I should actually let you do the honors first. What series would you like to talk about first? And, we'll st and uh, what intrigues you the most? It doesn't even have to be the best series. It doesn't have to be the, uh, mm -hmm. the easiest series to talk about. But what do you feel is going to uh, uh, catch your eye the most? And what do you want to talk about? Uh, well, there's, uh, there's a few of them there that, that look pretty interesting. Um, but for now, we'll, let's start with Let's start with the head-to-head -head matchup. Houston versus uh, OKC. <laughs> I'm sure everybody knows. Man, this one is, it's more than just a head-to-head. This, this is a history versus history. Trade mm. versus trade. Star versus star. You know, whose system is right versus whose choices are right. Houston Rockets versus OKC Thunder. So, starting with you, Rod, what do you... Uh, what, what interests you about uh, the Rockets and the Thunder? Well, really, it's just the matchup between Russ and uh, CP3. Um, mm. You know, CP3 kind of got kicked out of Houston. Um, and Russ, he, he had his time in uh, OKC. And, uh, you know, they both kind of wore out their times in each city. So it's interesting to see, especially yeah. uh, OKC, it wasn't expected for them to be this good so early, um, especially with Shy and, uh, and the young guys that they have, Roberson. Um, Coming no, back. Be good. Be good yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? The only thing missing, honestly, is if they were actually being able to play in Houston and OKC. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know what the Oklahoma City Thunder, <coughs> Seattle Supersonics uh, <laughs> uh, fans uh, would be saying if, uh, you know, this was actually played in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. And to an extent, even the Houston fans, even though they only had a couple of years of Chris Ball, he brought them to the, East, uh, the Western Conference final. And it would be uh, quite an interesting reception, right? He didn't do anything to get booted out of Houston. Uh, you know, he wanted to play it out, and, uh, but they traded him. Uh, so it's like some of that emotional stuff is out of it, which might be good because honestly, I can't like as Russ is amazing, but that, that would be super, super tough to go walk into Oklahoma City, you know, potentially two or three times out of a, you know, seven game series and have to face that crowd. And, and he knows how powerful they can be. And as much as they love him, they also want to win. And that's just like. So at least within the bubble, uh, you know, they're, they'll be a little bit more isolated and it'll just be, you know, like you said, player versus player, CP3 versus Russ, you know, Harden versus OKC. And it's just going to be all about, you know, what they do on the court. Of course, with Russ, we don't know actually when he's going to come back too. That's a huge factor that's going to play yeah. into all this, right? And, you know, he's, uh, he's out with that quad injury for uh, quite a bit, but um I think that actually makes it more interesting because it's going to, you know, without, without Russ or with, with Russ, I don't know. It's like the gut reaction I have is experience will win out. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like as much as OKC has been awesome, awesome in the crunch time, you know, their Shea's been freaking awesome. Even Schroeder has been really, really good. I just don't, and uh, I don't know if they can beat the experience of Harden and Russ. But with just essentially Harden, Harden on that team is, well, Harden and Tucker are the only ones really on that, well, I guess Damari Carroll, but he doesn't really play. Austin Rivers has a little bit of experience. Um, But it would just be the Harden show. And I think Billy Donovan is going to be good enough with, and then plus CP3 and his brain power to, like, find a way to give Harden, like, fits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, I don't yeah. know. It, it's going to be – it's going to be crazy. What do you – what do you what do you think? you think Harden's going to go for, like, 40 the first couple games? Well, probably. Probably. It's, it's all the whole time, right? He doesn't have to share with anyone else. Yeah. So it'll be the Harden show. But, you know, OKC's got some defenders at the wing position. Yeah. So we'll see what they do. We'll see how yeah. Roberson can keep up and, yeah. Well, he, he's a big X factor. He came out of nowhere, right? He wasn't, was it almost two years he didn't play? But he is lockdown defender, right? He's going to oh, be, yeah. uh, he's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, it's history and history, player versus player. Uh, I think it's going to be an exciting matchup and uh, I look forward to it. It's, uh, it's another one of these crazy eight games every other day that we're just going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's literally going to be, and we're we're the we're in the East Coast, so we're literally it's going to be like one thirty all the way to like ten o'clock or whatever. And you're just going to be staring at your screen, and be like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, don't get me started with all the Raptor early afternoon games. <laughs> I, okay, you know, no conspiracy. You know, I, you know, I, like I'm going to be the proper host and not complain about that. I have my similar to you. I have my concerns about a one thirty East Coast time game for uh, mm-hmm. our defending champions. Um, but yeah, uh, well, we're, I'm just, the, I am excited to see the Rockets Thunder. It will be too bad. Of course, there's no home games, but I think talent wise, it's, yeah. it's, it's, and it might also be a, an ascension for Shea. That guy does not look like he gets rattled at all. It's going to be, yeah. it's going to be pretty good. It's going to be pretty good. Okay. Mm. All right. I'm next. What should I, what, what series would I like to talk about? You know what? I think I have to hit it hard uh, since we, we just did the West Coast. Let's bring it over to the East Coast. I think one that's probably slightly marred by some injuries, but it's going to be one of those immovable forces versus the, the, the unstoppable forces versus the immovable object scenario, uh, scenarios. We're going to go with the number three seed and the number six seed, Boston Celtics versus Philadelphia 76ers. What do you say to that series? Oh, man, this is probably be the best series of the whole first round. Um, those two teams, they've both been near the top, near the top. But um, Philly's, you know, they've lost a few games and they're down to the sixth seed. And they're without Simmons. But both teams, are, they're kind of the opposite. Like, their strengths are both like as they're currently constructed without the injuries, um, you know, both teams are kind of, Boston has the guards, Philly has the big men. So we'll see how, uh, you know, their styles compare and contrast, especially in the first round of the playoff. Um, yeah. I'm just hoping they beat each other up enough so that when <laughs> Toronto gets through, they'll just pick up the scraps, but we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I, I don't, it's, that is, 
you know, honestly, the injuries probably fudged around with that matchup just a little bit because, you know, I think without Simmons, Philly is going to be missing some of the key defenders on Tatum and or Brown uh, or, and Jalen Brown. That's going to unfortunately be huge. But what that also means is you might have Embiid and Tatum going bonkers for like, you know, seven, seven games in a row. And uh, it'll be interesting, right? Like, like I was saying, you got the, you know, unstoppable force, you know, that is the self-quoted unstoppable force that is Joel Embiid. And honestly, there isn't outside of the the true immovable object, Marc Gasol, uh, you know, there's nobody in the NBA who sh- can show them that they can stop it. During the regular mm-hmm. season, you know, the, uh, the uh, Philadelphia 76ers beat them three to, I think it was 3-1 in the regular season and beat outside of one game, beasted on Boston every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, though, on the Celtics side, you have the brain power of Brad Stevens, who's now seen Embiid to, uh, like, this will be his third time seeing him in the playoffs. And, oh, no, it's a third or second time. Sorry, second time seeing him in the playoffs. And um, obviously, you know, three years uh, of regular season. And then, ob- and then you have the ascension of, you know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum uh, to throw at Philly. I think the, the thing that will make this thing a really uh, interesting series is if Tobias Harris um, and Al Horford show up. It will be interesting to see what Al Horford has to say about the Boston, you know, uh, play set and because, you know, he, he, he spent so many years with them and Brad Stevens. It will be interesting to see if any of his insight changes the game, but it's going to come down to who's going to stop who, right? They're, gonna bo- they're all going to score like crazy. Um, yeah. who's going to stop who is really what's going to really make this series like really actually be something or it could be a flame out. But dang, oh, well, it's in the end of the day, I'll see. It's almost like old school versus new school too, right? And B, which is if he doesn't shoot any threes and just goes down in the, you know, the low post and as Shaq and Charles always say, you know, uh, goes down there and eats like a buffet down there. It'll be interesting, right? Versus, you know, Tatum and Brown are essentially the quintessential 2020 uh, NBA player, right? A 3 and D wing who are long, who can defend, and uh, who can shoot, who can drive and make plays. So, Mm -hmm. don't know. To your point, they beat each other up and then... Let, let the Raptors take the like like let, let the Raptors get past the Nets and like uh you know to uh, take on who's next right but definitely yeah. yeah either way it'll be interesting do you uh, let me ask you a question do you think this might be Brett Brown's last series as a head coach if he doesn't make it out of the first round I don't know he has a he has a built-in excuse with sending out but um, he's been on the bubble for how many years now <laughs> his job's yeah. always been in peril. So we'll see how, how it goes. But yeah, this could be the year that, you know, that they don't, uh, they don't make it, that he'll be out. But uh, yeah, there's already, there's already, what, one vacancy out there? Mm, Chicago. Yeah. 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 Chicago. Yeah. 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 I, you know what? And well, not to bring it back to the Raptors again, I hope Adrian Griffin gets that. That would, like, that would be an awesome opportunity. I think that fits, yeah. uh, fits him to the T. But um, yeah, it's, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, he's done enough. Brett Brown has done a great job. Um, but, you know, I, have to, I hate to say it, but we've had situations, you know, the Raptors have had situations just like this. 
you know, with, you know, yeah. uh, although with Casey's that he, uh, Casey, coach Casey took us much, much further and, you know, uh, made, made a, made a true culture to, to be respected. Right. And that's what we built mm-hmm. on. Right. Sometimes, oh, yeah. you know, so, um, you know, it's a little different. Uh, Brett Brown had to deal with the process, um, which was, mm-hmm. must've been tough and he succeeded in developing some awesome players, but, uh, we'll see what they say. Right. Uh, sometimes, you know, it's like, it's those things that some people don't say that matter. Right. And sometimes you don't, you don't necessarily hear like the Simmons and I think Embiid is cheered for Brown a lot. So I don't think I don't yeah. know. What's, I don't think so. I've heard Simmons say anything. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. It's a, it's going to be an exciting series, and uh, it'll be a heck of a, a next round after. But let's not look ahead. Let's not look ahead. <laughs> All right, you're up. What do you want to hear a rapid reaction to? Yeah, next up. Let's see here. Um, let's look at the uh, <laughs> Lakers and Blazers. Oh, I was wondering when you were going to get to the Lakers. Although, yeah. you know, Ir- Irvin's not here on, the, on this call. So uh, <laughs> I, that would have went real fast if it was anything. But uh, yeah. that one, I think as soon as it was determined, okay, my view is as soon as it was determined that the Blazers would be the Lakers uh, opponent. And I think even on by Friday uh, on all those talking head shows, most of them mm-hmm. were like, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it's going to be the Blazers no knock on Memphis uh, being, um, you know, yeah. new or anything like that. Uh, but, you know, they were young, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of JV, the only person, yeah. nobody had any real experience there. And uh, it would have been yeah. really hard to beat a Blazers team like that. They did an amazing job just to get to that point. And they're going to have some crazy oh, yeah. future. Yeah. But like, yeah. going back to it, as soon as it was going to be the Blazers, Grizzlies, and the play-in, all those talking heads on Friday were like, assumed it was going to be the Blazers. Heading, uh, go, go after the Lakers. And as soon as that happened, all you could see is everybody's like, holy moly, you know, worst matchup ever for the Lakers. They're going to be in big trouble. Yeah, it's honestly, they would have had a problem with Memphis, but they would have experienced Memphis without even blinking. The problem with the Blazers is, well, it's, you know, <laughs> there, there's just, it's, it's game time every time now in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Right and yeah, they're a different team, yeah. right? Without with your uh, your there with Nurkic there, um, it really makes a big difference, uh, and and especially with the, in the with the Lakers not having Bradley and maybe yeah. Rondo. I I was hearing that uh, I was reading that Rondo may play, but I'm like he just had a broken finger. He hasn't played for the three months they were out plus another month of no playing in 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 the bubble. I don't know how you can expect him to be ready to go. And yeah. as we saw, point guards just shredded, shredded the Lakers, right? Yeah. The, the only thing, though, that I think might make this maybe not as tough a matchup for the Lakers is really up to, I think, my opinion is LeBron. Because mm-hmm. when I looked at the Blazer team, amazing, amazing team. But when they played that Nets game, which was insane, that that eight, that last game, and I was watching Dame just go freaking nuts. The one thing that stood out though is they got no wing defender, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they don't without Ariza there, and even Alfukaminu from the previous years or Mo Harkless, they had nobody who could defend like that LeBron, Kawhi, Paul George model, and like Karis Levert went to. 
town and terracism. Oh, he was eating. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, and and I was just like, okay, it, this is basically what LeBron's going to do. I don't know what's going to happen. Right. And uh, now the difference is, is if you're trading Dame Lillard, Dame threes for LeBron twos, that's that's something else. But then the Lakers side, you also have Anthony Davis. So. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. You're, uh, so, what are, what about you? What are your thoughts on what's your reaction to the Lakers Blazers? Well, the, yeah, this is the possible possibility of the biggest upset in the first round. Um, you know, they do have the defenders to take care of Davis if uh, need be, with at least Whiteside. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Nurkic, he's not really much of a defender, but it's another big body you can throw out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they'll make AD work on defense as well, especially uh, Nurkic. And then with LeBron, you know, LeBron has shown in the past he can carry a team. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. At 37, he's 37 now, right? If he can still do that. So, 35. 35. He's not. 35. 35. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm, I'm closer <laughs> to that age, and uh, you're making me feel a little bit older, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but at 35, uh, you know, I don't know if he can still carry a team that has uh, this many holes. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they don't – like, the – not having anybody to guard those small wings, uh, small small point guards, sorry, and, and Dame and even McCollum, right? But unfortunately, mm-hmm. McCollum has the fractured back, um, so that's been limiting him. But when it comes game, like game time, it's not just Dame time. CJ has shown he can bring it. It will oh, yeah. be Melo. Melo's had some big moments too. You know what? We should talk about Melo. I know this is probably like the opinion that everybody says, and everybody's gonna rake me for it but honestly I thought he was done I'm just gonna call it right here I thought he was done not from a skill perspective okay don't get like no doubt he could drop on anybody in the league and get buckets my thought my thought was like after going through Houston and OKC and the and OKC not being able to adjust to not having the ball in your hands I thought it might have been limiting factor right like in the end of the day you're gonna all everybody has to is gonna have to share and hey he proved everybody wrong he made he proved i definitely will chalk that up as a big uh, mistake guess on my part and he's been ready just locked and loaded whether he has he shot one for 10 or only shot five times he'll be ready to hit that three you know mm-hmm. whenever they need and how many times did he do it this uh, in that bubble twice it was like, like yeah. yeah, crazy, man. And then, yeah. like, uh, he's going to – he could be a serious X factor. He's going to be a serious yeah. X factor. Yeah, man. Uh, any, last, uh, well, any last thoughts on the Lakers and Blazers clash? Clash of David and Goliath. <laughs> uh, no, no, that's, that's, you know, that's pretty much all there was in that. Yeah. All right, all right. So I'm going to actually stick with the Western Conference – uh, for our next rapid reaction, I want to okay. go with uh, the the little brother of LA versus the legacy of Dirk Nowitzki, founding <laughs> finding himself in you know uh, two other future Euro potential you know potential Hall of Famers. One I think for sure, but the potential for the other one in the Dallas Mavericks. So we got the LA Clippers number two seed versus the uh, Dallas Mavericks number seven seed. What are your thoughts on them? Oh, wow. Kawhi. Kawhi versus Luka. I got to say, Luka's my favorite player right now. He's, 
he has pretty much everything you want out of a ball player. He's got Crazy, that clutch man. team. He's yeah. got that car vision. Dude, uh, he can pass. He can, you know, maybe his defense needs a little work, but, you know, that'll come. Yeah. Uh, and then how can you hate on Kawhi? So this is like, it's a tough series. You can't hate on Kawhi for bringing the championship oh. to the Raptors. He's, right? But then he, he plays with Pat Bev, so you can hate on Pat Bev. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, like, he, I, I respect Pat Bev's journey, and it's like all the Clippers before Kawhi and Paul George got there respect all their journey, right? Uh, but, man, I swear that Pat, Pat Bev trash talks like no tomorrow. Even when he's sitting on the bench, he's still trash talking. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, we all know you're like an epic defender, but dude, why are you still trash talking? Like, you can't, you're not, you can't be out there to back up your words. Like, you, this is your shtick. You should know that unless you can back it, don't talk it, right? Um, so it's, uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you. It's Luca. I, I I'm just I keep forgetting, man. What's he? It, this is only his second year. And second year. Sec, he's only 21 or so. I don't even know. It's like we're almost twice his age for Pete's sake. And I, 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 I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, what the? Uh, to your point, he's just his poise is. He's incredible. Like his poise, his vision. Like, and he's not even, you know what's even crazier? Like you said, the two things that I think that were like, it's unbelievable is he still actually doesn't shoot well from three. Like, I think he's like low 30s or something or high 20s. He's actually really not that good at shooting threes. So that's going to come, right? Because he's just trying it. He's just trying everything and he's going to get there because he can shoot. And then the second thing is the defense, right? So 21, I'm like, He's going to continue to skyrocket, and it's going to be crazy. Um, and it's just – so I, it will It will depend to see – it'll be interesting to see, uh, obviously, with Luca, uh, if – how Luca adjusts to Kawhi level or Paul George level defense, like yeah. playoff defense. Yeah. Like, this is going to be one of those situations where does the experience is going to – like, okay – I think Luca's genius. It might take him a game and a half, two games, and he'll adjust. But if you two games, you get like swamped by George and Leonard, um, like for playoff level defense, you're already two in a hole. That'll be really tough, right? Yeah. But uh, it might turn into what's going to happen with their, their their supporting cast or these the other players. Like what is like is Paul like is Paul George recovered? Totally recovered. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Lou Williams came back, so he had some games under his belt, but Montres is just coming back. And, um, you know, uh, Kristaps has been incredible uh, in this, in the bubble. Uh, the Dallas team is still shooting like crazy. The only problem is, is they haven't been able to close games. Like, they lost, like, two or three games that, in the beginning of that bubble where you're like, you scored 150 points and you still lost. It's like, uh, okay. It's like the graph of like scoring just went like, yeah. right? and, and that's experience. Right. And, and just, um, just remembering that the end of games people lock down. So it's going to be a shoot it out drum fest and it'll be kind of cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's just the beginning for, uh, you know, Luca and Kate Kristaps and uh, it'll be fun. But um, yeah. like you said, uh, it'll be a good good matchup, and it'll be uh, good matchup, yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. I think Clippers will make it through. Yeah, so. 
you know. Yeah. I have a few years left to uh, get some experience. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's, and they just need to, uh, you know, get maybe get uh, work on the defense a little bit. But like I said, they're both young, right? That's the whole point, right? Like, they're, 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 they're trying to grow a little. And um, in a way, the irony of this is, not irony, but what's kind of like com- um, in, in a good comparison, you know, the Mavs are uh, actually it's not quite the Mavs because they have such star talent in Luka, but like, they're like the high-powered offensive humming machine, like like last year how the Clippers were before Kawhi and Paul George. They were just like a like a, a clean machine of shooting and and grind and grinded out you know offense, right? Um, you know, with behind Lou Will's and Lou Will and Montres, um, yeah. and they were just scoring like crazy. Um, they just didn't have anybody that they couldn't stop anybody, right? So mm-hmm. the the Mavs are like that, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. It'll yeah. be interesting. Interesting. Uh, okay, next up, uh, pick a series. Pick a series. We're we're down. We're uh, we've done four. So just a quick reminder: we've done Celtics versus Sixers, Lakers versus Blazers, Clippers versus Mavs, and Rockets versus Thunder. Mm-hmm. Who do you want? Next one. Um, let's see. Let's get a let's get an easy one out of the way. <laughs> we'll do Milwaukee versus Orlando. Okay, we can save we we can save some time. <laughs> Milwaukee in three. <laughs> I don't even know if there's a another way to say an easier way of saying a sweep. No, I you know I, I no not like I it's hard to it's hard to it's tough like it's tough boat for Magic right because if they had Jonathan Isaacs like actually you know what my reaction to this is I actually kind of sucks for the Bucks a little bit because it would have been better if Isaacs was there, Gordon was healthy, and the whole Magic team was there. Because yeah. with Isaacs, uh, be, he is a all-NBA defender, and it would have I, – I swear the Bucks probably would have been like – it would have been so much better if Giannis had to deal with that for uh, four yeah. games just to get, get him, like, jumped up. Because remember last year when they faced the the Bucks faced the Pistons, Giannis is just he basically only played. I don't, I don't even think he paid twenty five minutes a game. They basically just yeah. railroaded Detroit and and railroaded Boston, right? So mm-hmm. I'm like last year. So I don't know if you need that kind of ease it into it, right? Like you need to turn that thing on and get get feel feel that pressure because when you if you face a team that is going to be ready to go. Um, in any subsequent, like, it, you know, bar, if assuming they make it through, okay, like, you know, we, we joke, but come on, right? Uh, we joke with the Bucks and the, the Magic, but, you know, assuming they make it through, that Heat team they might, that they might face in the next round is not going to be a joke, right? And they'll, they would have fought, like, ridiculously with the Pacers, and they'll bring, like, A++, right? So, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Any uh, we'll we'll keep it short with the the mag, uh, the Bucks and the Magic. Any last? Uh, what's your reaction to them? Um, no, you know, it, the Milwaukee's been coasting for a little while. Uh, even during the bubble, they haven't really been bringing their A game. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, Orlando can maybe steal one or two games. Man. But it, it doesn't seem like it'll be much of a challenge for the Milwaukee. 
Yeah, I, 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 it's, it's like I said, missing Jonathan Isaacs kind of makes it tough because they could have built that wall and had a primary Giannis stopper, right? It'll be like Isaacs on Giannis, you know, Bukovic and Lopez. That makes obvious sense because they, they play very similar, right? Then Gordon, well, on Middleton, which I don't know, that, that's a give or take. Right. But like, and then, and then like Matt, and then obviously, you know, DJ, uh, uh, Augustine, you know, T Ross, of course, flamethrower, but they're all, they're all long dudes. Right. And they could have yeah. at least created that mentality. And, and Clifford is all he teaches is the defense. Their issue was, would they have scored enough? But without Isaac, I don't, I don't know what you're going to put. I guess you have to put Gordon on Giannis. But, yeah, it'll be hard, yeah. yeah. I'm like, Yo, Kyle Lowry can stop Gordon in the post. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, uh, but but you get the point, right? It's yeah. I feel you, man. I feel you. Okay. Uh, oh, we we good with the uh, Bucks and Magic? Yeah, I'm good. yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, you know, we 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 can watch the games. We we, we can watch the games. All right, I will pick for the next one. Well, we just talked about it, and we might as well get into the nitty gritty of it. The Miami Heat versus the Indiana Pacers for a slug it out, duke it out fest. Although I just read that Jimmy Butler said any, any issue with TJ Warren is done off the table. They're good. They're good to go. All right. Okay. So um, it's just going to be, you know, team versus team going at it. Uh, what's your thoughts? I got to admit, I haven't been following Indiana. Once I heard Sabonis was out, Odebo was out at the beginning and he came back. I kind of just dropped them off my radar, but they're still in fourth. Um, they still got like, Turner, and apparently Warren's been playing very well. Yeah. So, it, you know, but I think Miami, this is Miami's uh, series. Um, you know, they got the experience of Butler, who's been there hundreds of times. Um, by the bios there, they got, um, yeah, Goran Dragic doing all the dirty work. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they, I think they have the team to, to get to the second round. But I'm hoping they make it to at least give Milwaukee some sort of challenge. Yeah, it, well, I think to your point earlier, and not to take away from the Pacers, right? Like, I think they're incredible. Um, what McMillan has done with them has been awesome. What Oladipo to come back and do what he's done um, to come together. Because really, they've had, like, with Sabonis gone, who was essentially a glue guy, if you think about it, right? The glue, the two sides were like the Brogdon, you know, Brogdon, Sabonis, Turner with, you know, Sabonis, Turner, and Oladipo. And then, like, he, and he was, you know, they're, they're uh, a good central point of contact for them, right? Um, but, yeah, without Sabonis to deal with, like, Adebayo, um, you're going to have to put Turner on him. And I don't know if Turner is going to be fast enough. So, it's tough, right? Like they're they're a really really tough and and strong team in the in their own right, um, and it's going to be a a new Duke it out fest, right? But to your point, not to look too far ahead, if they also make it through Miami versus the Bucks, that would be a proper series, right? Like yeah, it, it, you know that 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 is that is essentially a coin toss too, right? And I think what we said about Philly earlier is an example of what we're saying with Miami. With Jimmy Butler in the postseason, it's like, you know, it's, it's a different animal. And what he'll bring to the table to, against Milwaukee is, you know, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be everything that Philly is, would be dreaming of if they had him 
in the sixth seed oh, versus yeah. the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, People forget, like, game seven, Philly, Toronto, Butler hit a big shot at the end. Yeah. Just Kawhi, Kawhi did him with the, yeah. with the final shot. Yeah. yeah. Well, the whole series, it's like, it, it wasn't even just game seven. I think I remember, like, game two, uh, like, game two drove me nuts when he, like, he would do, uh, when he passed out to, like, Embiid. Uh, I remember that team. And then, like, he was basically kept them in the – he's the only playmaker on, on that team at that time, right? And he's yes. – and now with Miami, he's surrounded by multiple playmakers, so he doesn't even have to do that. He can conserve his energy, get the fouls, get people in foul trouble, and come fourth quarter time, he does his thing, right? Yep. So yep. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely going to be a, a shoot em out fast fest, and uh, it's, uh, you know – even though it's something we're looking a little bit ahead to the second round, it's, uh, I think it's the one that everybody wants, but I, I, I think it'll be a good series four five heat Pacers. Uh, yep. I just, I think unfortunately Pacers are just missing a, a few pieces. They're going to fight like dogs though, man. They're going to, yeah, they're they true. Hard. Yeah. There are warriors. Um, Nate McMillan has brought up some warriors and they're not going to, uh, they're not going to give up without a fight. That's for sure. Okay, we are down to two series left. <laughs> two in the West. There's Denver and uh, Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz. And in the East, yep. I, don't, I, I don't think we need to uh, give them any. There, there's no introduction yeah. needed. But still, it's the Toronto the reigning defending Toronto Raptors versus the Brooklyn Nets. But how about this? Let's just save what we want to talk we'll about to the end. That. We'll save that for that. Okay. And so let's go with the Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz. What's your first reaction? Conley's out. Utah has oh, no chance. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, he. Uh, I just saw that actually. Yeah, tonight, uh, t- earlier this afternoon. First off, congratulations to Mike Conley on the uh, coming uh, birth of his child. Um, you know, it's uh, there. There's there's no doubt that that's you, you got to leave for that. I mean, you can't miss moments like that, right? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I'll put and, them behind the eight ball. Yeah. They'll put them behind the eight ball because in the bubble, they finally found their rhythm, right? Uh, yeah. You know, with, with Conley, because the whole year they were having a little bit of trouble syncing up and, you know, they were able to figure it out. And then on top of that, um, they don't have Boyan Bodanovic, uh, their, their best shooter. Um, so that's going to be really tough. Like, the only way Special I can see them. Out. Oh, sorry. Special Ed's out too. Uh, oh, he is. ACL or MCL, yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh! So yeah. it might not be Utah's year, right? And and next year they they might have to come back and and bring it up, right? Like I don't, it'll be very difficult. Like obviously Donovan Mitchell can go supernova, so and and Gobert might you know be able to take down Jokic. Although mm-hmm. from what I understand of the averages, Jokic is averaging almost a triple double against like a twenty point triple double against Utah. So uh, I don't know what he's. <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna stop. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's tough, right? Um, the Utah Jazz have all the weapons uh, in like in theory on paper, but you know, mm-hmm. not all of them are there, right? They, they yeah. could have really used Connolly. Um, you know, again, uh, you know, and uh, and now Denver also found some, you know, like coins under the pillow. Not 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 just coins. They found like a freaking Benjamin on like a like a like a Benji uh, like a hundred dollar Benjamin under the pillow with Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, oh yeah, turning turning into like the the, the the I don't even know, man. Next George Gervin, I don't even know. He's like just playing like crazy. 
Um, mm-hmm. But um, so they, they found some, you know, house stock, uh, some house money, and uh, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna be interested. It'll be go- interesting to see what happens. Um, I will say, though, once again, I think the – oh, actually, no. I think it was Utah. So, actually, it's not this year. It's not Denver this year. Denver, I don't know if you remember, last year, Denver played a little bit with the basketball, the basketball karma folks. And uh, they played around with their seeding to get so that they can ensure that they get the Spurs in that first round. From what, like, from what I saw, I think this year, Utah played a little fun in games with the seedings too, so that they could try to, av- yeah, I'm pretty sure they tried to avoid Houston in the first round. Like they did not want to see Houston okay. again for the first round again. They really just did not want to see them again. And so they fudged around to make sure that they didn't end up in that four five, uh, four, five seed with uh with houston because they were playing some pretty wacky lineups at the end um to uh against some other teams pretty early so i'm not saying any team is afraid of any other team but you know like i think i guess denver fits more against what the jazz would do with you know Jokic and gobert yeah it makes sense makes sense yeah yeah okay uh you know i'm sure there's plenty of analytics out there for uh, uh, the, uh, the, the Nuggets and the Jazz, but uh, we're uh, nearing the end of our pod, and we got to spend some good time with something that we could be say is not quite neutral in our words. Just a, <laughs> just a little bit. A little bit. For the matchup of the reigning, defending NBA champions, Toronto Raptors versus the Brooklyn Nets. And it's also coincidentally uh, a rematch uh, five years in five years in the making, I guess, I since we last saw, saw the Brooklyn Nets when it, you know, we the North really, you know, kind of really kicked into high gear. So, mm. from a historical sense, it has some interesting context. But uh, like from a team sense, it'll be interesting. What do you? What are your thoughts? Um. Well, you know, I like the way Brooklyn's been playing, um, you know, since they fired Kenny Atkinson. Um, but you can still see his handprints all over the team, but they've been playing hard for uh, Jack Vaughn. Um, you know, they're pretty athletic. They, they run up and down the floor. They pass the ball. You know, they play prototypical, um, you know, 2020 basketball, shooting threes. And they have that coach just for Levert. Um, you know, it's weird because when we played the Nets five years ago, they were the veteran team and the Raptors were the up-and-coming team. And now, you know, the Raptors are the veteran team and these Nets are, uh, they're not even, they're not even, they don't even have their full deck. You know, Kyrie, they have uh, Katie. You know, it's like six of, these guys. six of the seven players, uh, six out of like their seven, you know, active roster is not there or something like that, right? Yeah. Like it's not yeah. even the same team that the Raptors played in the regular season that, you know, broke their 15-game win streak, right? Like. Yeah. Okay, the ones that are still there are Joe Harris, obviously, Levert, Temple. I'm actually struggling. Oh, Jared Allen. Jared Allen's there, yeah. Yeah, but outside of that, uh, you said Luke, uh, Luke, uh, Luke, uh, yeah. Oh, Tyler Johnson, yeah. Jamal Crawford. Yes. Uh, uh, but the the big one that's been a surprise is like the the guy Luke Ma Cameroon. Uh, Mate, the, 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 
Yeah, I apologize. I, I, really, I apologize, uh, Luke, for, uh, I, you know, I, I should work on that a little bit better. But suffice to say, I'm very impressed by uh, his, his performance in the bubble. He's been uh, very exceptional. They've been shooting like crazy. And to your point, you know, that Brooklyn, that last Portland-Brooklyn game at the end, the, the last game of the season was an example of, you know, showing out, right? These guys will fight and um, they're going to be feisty. They're going to be feisty. But I think both you and I can say uh, without, with pretty good confidence, this Raptor team takes nobody for granted, respects yeah. everybody and takes nobody for granted. Yeah. Our defense is not like Portland's defense. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So that's that. And, and that was the glaring thing. It's like, you think about him like, okay, Levert, he's going to go crazy, but he's going to be, it's going to be, we're going to push him to have to go crazy. You know, well, he can throw multiple looks, multiple looks at him. He can yeah, put Fred well, OG if you really need to. Yeah. Anyone Pascal. Yeah. Any, yeah. any of them, right. Pascal, Norm, all of them, right. It's just going to be from one to seven. You can find heck even like Hollis Jefferson, it would be, I would even say like Hollis Jefferson would be, would like, it'd be interesting because he's going to, once he gets in game, he's going to, have a bit of a chip on his shoulder, be like, hey, you could have oh, used me on. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I'll tell you right now, I'm shocked that the Nets never did pick up Hall Jefferson or at least offer him something because he, he is like epitome of what Brooklyn and in a way of what the Raptors style is. You play hard no matter what, right? Yeah. Like, and, and you, and, but you also obviously you have to play smart um, and he's exceptional at that. And the, I'm like, for what we, what the rappers got for him, like that, that I think it was a 2 million and a, a player option. That's so cheap for somebody who's like, yeah, for somebody who's a, such a hard worker from one from position one to five, who's going to give it his all and his everything that exactly fits what Brooklyn needed. Right. So I'm anyway, either way it's going to, it's, uh, Hey, it, it, it's still it's still the playoffs. They, the Raptors got to do it. <laughs> they got to get through Game One with a <laughs> with a, with a W. I'm not uh, holding hope out for Game One. <laughs> I, hey, you know it's they're not they're not at home. You know there's there's no there's no, like they, they don't have to walk by Jurassic Park and uh, you know and, and be like hey what's going on? But they're but this I say they're professionals. This yeah. year has shown anything beyond anything that history does not define who they are. It's their professionalism and their execution uh, that def- that makes up the Toronto 2019-2020 defend- NBA defending champion Toronto Raptors. Mm. You know, Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Fleet, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, Marcus Ole, Serge Ibaka, Norm Powell, you know, Hollis Jefferson, Terrence Davis, Matt Thomas, uh, they all, uh, Chris Boucher and, and everybody else, it's all professionalism, straight up and down, 1 to 17, I guess. And uh, they're mm-hmm. going to bring it. They're going to bring it, man. They're going to bring it, man. So, any uh, last-minute last thoughts about uh, that series before uh, we call it a night? I'm going to say wraps in five. You know, I'm, I'm not holding out hope for game one. <laughs> I've been burned too many times. We'll say wraps and five. We'll give them the gentleman sweep. Give them the first game, take the next four. You, you know what? The one thing I do also appreciate is it knowing that the Nets were going to bring bring the fight is good for the Raptors. It's just mm-hmm. you know you remember how last year against the Magic, 
you know, they had that the game one and they basically, yeah, it was a bad game, right? They lost, right? Yeah, it might have been game one, you know, but also it woke them up. So yeah. the Nets will make sure they're wide awake, ready to go. No doubt that they will be ready to go, but it's, it'll be a good reminder, a good test. Steel sharpens steel, okay? So Brooklyn, they're a good team. They, they have some uh, interesting parts, and there's some good steel, but, you know, the Raptors are going to bring the heavy steel, and let's, let's go. Let's get this. Some exciting stuff, man. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this playoffs. It's, um, it's, been a, it's been a good, you know, bubble. Like, I guess to end this off, what have, what have your thoughts been about this, uh, the NBA bubble and the restart? And uh, have you liked it? Have you liked uh, how this has been run? And uh, do you expect the playoffs to be just as intense or uh, you know, just as exciting? It's been way better than I thought it'd be. Yeah. Um, I thought after two weeks, they would have shut the whole thing down. <laughs> Someone would have brought in some COVID or whatever, like we will or whatever. For this thing. But, um, it was no, it's been way, way better. The quality of basketball has been amazing. Yeah. You know, the, the games, have, they've actually tried in the game. You know, they, they really, really, you know, made these things competitive. And I think the playoffs will be good. It'll be interesting without, you know, without fans during the playoffs. Yeah. But, you know, we got to take what we can get right now. Hey, there, as always, you know, in the end of the day, we bring the – it's all about the spirit power and uh, – you know we're uh, we're always rooting for the Raptors, and so is every other fan, right? They, they, um, but yeah, I think it's going to be make it interesting. There are, but in the end of the day, I think that bubble showed that they're all professionals. They're all just gonna, um, like they're all gonna execute, right? I think the big thing that the fans brought was, I think, hiding some of the um, dialogue or the, some of the conversations between players between coaches and between referees because there's been a ton of technical fouls because I think the rest can actually hear if the you know player calls them like an a-hole or something like that real loud <laughs> there's no crowd to hide that back um but uh yeah it's uh you know all we can do is root and uh, you know it's gonna be exciting yeah I agree with you man it, it, it's been a pleasant surprise um it's been fun to watch and uh, now the real games begin you know, yep. we, it's been over 150 days. I think it's now it's 100 and over 160 days uh, that we've been waiting for this moment to start again. And here we go. So let's go. Let's go. And, um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. So, all right. Uh, you know, thanks very much, Rod. I really appreciate uh, your time with us uh, at, the, at the Continental. I hope you enjoyed yourself, you know. It's a, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's a real pleasure. I, I really hope that uh, we can have you again uh, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the podcast. And uh, we look forward to catching up. Maybe we'll do this again for the second and uh, third rounds. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's, it's just going to be a crazy time. So yeah. it'll be good Thanks to, it'll be good to watch. No problem. Yeah. Thanks very much, Rod. And uh, as always, it's a, a pleasure to have you at the Continental. Please, please come again. Thank you.